Yeah, Hello. welcome everybody. We got a lot to get to today. I guess we're going to get an update on the Sheila Kiel story. Uh, the sheriff, Alex Villanueva, up for re-election very soon. Uh, wanted to talk a little bit with an update on uh, L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Kiel, who was uh, out of office after this year, term limits and age, I guess. I don't know. Uh, she's not running for anything else. But, of course, that was the uh, subject of a big search back in September at her home dealing with a contract between one of her very good friends and L.A. County's Metro system to run a uh, sex harassment hotline that got no calls. Very suspicious deal. And yeah, yeah, it was good. a tip that was given to the sheriff's department by a Metro employee. It wasn't something that the sheriff's department made up to investigate. No, she was because the woman was in charge of processing the contracts. Yes, and that it was uh, $800,000 worth of your money if you live in L.A. County right, to uh, so. Sheila Kuehl's Best friend in the world. That was one of her very close friends. So uh story kind of disappeared once the attorney general, Rob Bonta, just grabbed the whole thing and took and, over. And squashed the investigation. it. That's the whole point is to squash it. Seems like it. Uh, it went really into the black hole there. Nothing really coming out. <laughs> That's what they do. No. <laughs> uh, the only thing we heard last week, remember, is the sheriff said that they wanted to destroy evidence or something. Uh, maybe that's part of this update. Uh, destroy the evidence that was collected at the at the Kuehl home. So uh, we'll talk uh, to Steve Gregory later on in the show. And uh, speaking of Attorney General, a man that would like to replace Rob Bonta will be on our show later, Nathan Hockman. He held a news event today to talk about uh, fentanyl and uh, the fact that the state, the counties are going too light on drug dealers who deal fentanyl. Uh, as you know, uh, many people are buying drug products unaware that some of them are laced with fentanyl. And it's resulting in terrible overdoses and, in some cases, deaths. So he wanted to bring that to light by having a news conference, along with some of the families of the victims of the fentanyl poisoning. Yeah, I don't so. think people really understand what's going on out there. I read a long story uh, just a couple of days ago that it's so widespread and it's coming in the form of every other pill that people casually buy. Aspirin? Uh, <laughs> if you buy aspirin in an alleyway, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. But That's it, the it's it's the stuff kids pass around at school. That, yeah, don't that they be get... buying your pills off of social media. Yeah, and and, and the parents have no idea because there, there's a lot of pill popping going on in high schools that yeah. par parents are oblivious to, and uh, you get it from a guy in, in an alleyway, and he's giving you Adderall or he's giving you Xanax, something to calm you down or jack you up, and next thing you know, you're flatlining, you're dead. All right. Well, uh, in a development in the Nancy Pelosi story, that would be the beating of her husband, Paul Pelosi, with the hammer almost a week ago at their home in San Francisco. The big development overnight is that, well, because a lot of people had questions about security and they were wondering uh, how this guy just, just smashed his way into the home. And it took Paul Pelosi to make a 911 call uh, to get the police there. Where are the alarms? Where was anybody who was keeping an eye on the property? Since she is probably one of the biggest political targets in the whole country and has been for years, particularly after the Capitol invasion of January 6th. Well, we learned that uh, Capitol Police do have cameras that um, <clears throat> put a beat on the home, but uh, they did catch the break-in. However, nobody was watching live, so therefore they didn't react. Uh, they have 1,800 cameras that monitor the Capitol complex in Washington, D.C., 
and a few others at places like Pelosi's house. They got a small number of officers sitting in this uh, office in the middle of the night, and they're going through video screens of 1,800 cameras. What's the point? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you have no chance. What, what, I remember, what, remember what, the name Phil Garrido? Yeah, Phil Garrido who, who was abducted some, uh, the girl 20 years ago, whenever that was. And uh, it was actually 13, I think it was 2009. And it was the same thing that, uh, you know, he, he cut off his GPS monitor right. and it's supposed to send an alert. And there's all these supposedly monitors. And, but nobody and nobody's, mon- monitor, yeah, nobody's monitoring every single GPS live. They, no, I, no, I thought the GPS uh, bracelet w- was just a, a huge scam. A huge cover. That's a deterrent to try to tell the crook that, oh, we might catch you. What they really want to do is they wanted to release the the pedophiles and the molesters out in public. And the cover story was, oh, don't worry, they have a monitor on them. Now, we don't monitor the monitor, but... uh, Yeah, guys are cutting them off all the time, and and sometimes it's a week later. Oh, yeah, maybe we've got to do something. But I, I got this question, though. Why are we all, why are people moaning about them not having enough security at Pelosi's house? Isn't that the Pelosi family's problem? I mean, Paul Pelosi is worth an extreme amount of money, many, many, many millions of dollars. He knows that Nancy's a target, you know, and and she's volunteered to be Speaker of the House, and she takes a lot of controversial positions that people hate, so she's naturally in, in, uh, in danger. And she and Paul Pelosi have a vast fortune. Why don't you spring for the uh, security guard? Because all I see now is like they're talking about increasing the budget and getting more security for the legislators. It's like, do it yourself. Pay for your own. Well, except not everybody in Congress has that kind of money. But you're just talking about her specifically? Uh, No, I'm talking about all of them if if they want it. Because a lot of them are rich. From uh, do we, we, We've got many millionaires in Congress. We've got a lot of people who are lawyers or they're real estate developers or they've uh, stolen money in other ways. And, and But why not let them choose? And if the Pelosi's chose not to have the extra security, well, this is what can happen. It's up to them. Yeah, but uh, why should I have to pay for that? Paul Pelosi is rumored to have made some really um, lucrative stock trades based on uh, Nancy Pelosi whispering to him late at night on uh, pending uh, legislation in Washington. But apparently when she's at the house, there's all sorts of security persons on the property or around the property. SFPD used to have a car that sat there, but whenever she goes back to Washington, and they did that for a long time after January 6th, they they pull back. Look at all the ordinary people who've been uh, butchered in San Francisco. Look at all the ordinary people who've been attacked by all the uh, homeless, psychotic zombies. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love the hysteria when a, a, when a House member, a politician, when they're threatened. But the rest of the unwashed riffraff who, whose taxes pay for Washington, D.C., there's no security for them. Please don't show up half the time when you, when you call uh, in San Francisco. But she's under more threat than your average person. Yeah, I know. So she and she has a lot more money than the average person. So she ought to pay for it. I I just I just don't I don't think this should be an excuse that, you know, we've got we got we got thirty one trillion dollars in debt and we have millionaires in Congress and we got to pay for their security. I mean, so eventually they went back uh, and took a look at the camera angles after this happened. And sure enough. 
they uh, saw a guy break a glass panel and enter the home. Yeah. They actually saw this guy do this. Yeah, on a recording. Right. Well, a little late. Yes, it was. it's all <laughs> yeah. digitized and kept wow. in the archives. So wow. after it happened, they went, go back and see what was going on at the house around 2 a.m. And they yeah. looked and they said, hey, oh, look, look at that. Look what happened last hour. Huh. Wonder yeah. what that guy the wanted. The guy just smashed through the uh, glass window there, or the glass door. Good. Uh, yeah, that's good. They... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from from uh, from uh, three thousand miles away. Wow! I think last hour somebody broke into the Pelosi house. Yeah, I got bad news for you. This is leading to just the opposite reaction. Now, what can we do to make sure we have well, enhanced security and we don't let our guard oh, down? Oh, I know the reaction in Washington is let's take some of the taxpayers' money and protect ourselves. But they will, yeah. But but how they many... wanted to do that after the the, the January sixth thing. Sure. And how many people, how many of the same crowd was shouting, defund the police for the rest of us? <laughs> well, they go hand in hand because in fact, some the of crowd the, that's worked up is after the politicians now of, over these issues. In fact, some of the defund the police characters had been caught spending thousands of dollars of campaign funds on their own private security because they get so many threats. Yeah, but those aren't, well, maybe they're off-duty police officers, but well, yeah, but they, get, they, they, get they private... trust them more than they trust the police with the public. Uh, yeah, but it's still a guy with a gun. The, right. the, all we have, we most of us can't afford our own private security department. The police is it. You know, we we all chip in money. We have a collective security force known as the police department. I I I don't want to hear a millionaire telling me that my security department has to be defunded. Meantime, they're using campaign funds to buy their own security guards. <laughs> that doesn't fly. Uh, yeah, remember, I forgot the Pelosi home got vandalized uh, in the days before the January 6th attack with the fake blood and the pig's head. And, and You would think if that happened to your home, you're right. You would make sure even when she's not home, you probably had some kind of security. Well, maybe Paul Pelosi didn't care. Well, that was my theory the other day. He's an older guy, and he's like, I want all this. This is too much. Uh, people following me, people standing around the house, and everybody on alert. Yeah. A security guard in the neighborhood. Like you said, he drove himself that night when he was when he got into the car accident. Right. Apparently. Uh, yeah, he's a, he, he might be a dude right? guy. But yeah. uh, at 2 a.m., a private security guard did notice a man dressed in all black walking with a backpack near Pelosi's house. And I want to point out, not in his underwear. Not in his underwear. Yeah. Where'd that fake news come from? Uh, no. Well, it got confused with the fact that apparently Paul Pelosi was in his boxer shorts when he got pulled out of bed. Hmm. I think somebody conflated the two people I somehow see. to make they, it they, more uh, juicy. They put the underwear on the They're, wrong person. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what they or, did. Or were they sharing? You just have to switch a couple of small details to yeah, make right. a story much more sure, salacious. And there you go. Next thing you know, Elon Musk is tweeting it out. Um, anyway, this private security guy, good job he did, right? He sees a guy dressed in all black walking with a backpack at 2 o'clock in the morning, isn't that the guy you're supposed to stop? Yes. And say, hey, how you doing there? Where are you going? Uh, it wasn't my property. It wasn't Dr my watch. Dressed all in black uh, 2 in the morning outside <laughs> with a Pelosi's backpack, house. Right. Yeah, right. Good security <laughs> guard there. Jeez. All right. When we return, we will, right? We will. All right. You have a chance at money, inflation cash bonus money. You have to listen for the keyword and then the directions that follow for a chance to win that money. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We were talking about uh, the uh, attack on Paul Pelosi and uh, lack of security around the Pelosi house. I looked it up. Do you know how much the Pelosi's are worth? 
Uh, no, I know he's worth a lot, though. Yeah, one hundred twenty million dollars. I was going to say a hundred million. Hundred twenty million. You could afford a security guard to stand in front of the door. Yeah, they, they've made a choice not to. Yeah. Or maybe they're going to take the easy way out. Let the government yeah. pay for it. Yeah, I. You know, I. I don't. No need. No need that the rest of us have to ante up. No. So. Uh, apparently, an interview yesterday, uh, the Trumpster uh, weighed in with the uh, alternative theory I'm stuff sure. about the Pelosi break-in. Oh, but oh. you know what he came up with, which I had not seen? What? Which I, I Well, here's what he said in an interview. It's weird things going on in that household the last couple of weeks. You know, probably you and I are better off not talking about it. But, but the glass, it seems, was broken from the inside to the out. And you know, it wasn't a break-in, it was a break-out. Have you heard that little... <laughs> Actually, I, I have. Oh, oh, I figured that. You look at a lot of these strange websites. <laughs> yeah. I also have a couple of conspiracy-minded friends. And, and so, yeah, I know you do. Yeah. I know so you do. Uh, I, I, I hear all kinds of I, I But I, I have not, I've not seen that as, as a real thing. No, okay. But, anyway, uh, I've not. I mean, we've seen the other details that no, uh, you know what, have been floating around there with theories, but I've not heard about the breakout instead of the break-in. There's going to be a, a permanent alternate story as part of this uh, incident forever probably i don't think it'll last because it went on for a couple of days and now it's kind of fading fast it, I, well it'll last with the people who want it to last i know but they're a fringe small element that you hang out with huh? <laughs> apparently qanon blew up to about uh, you know 20 million people QAnon, so. yes yeah. i know you have some qanon friends i know uh. <laughs> well i have an i have a qanon acquaintance Oh, an I'm acquainted okay. with. Just an acquaintance. Right. Uh, kept it a, pushed a little further back. Kept at a distance. <laughs> um, the New York State Attorney General's office, this is making news this hour, just released a report that apparently uh, there was a huge cover-up at the highest levels of CBS back in late 2017 and 2018. Remember what was going on then? Yeah, if you guess me too, you're a winner. Yeah. To try to contain allegations of sex harassment by their former chief, Les Moonves. Remember him? Oh, wow. News organization trying to suppress news? Yeah, especially uh, when it's your top guy. Unflattering and, news about the organization? If you're, if you're covering Me Too and the networks were over the top covering it, suddenly, oh, my God, there's somebody inside oh, being accused of this? No, no, to make sure that that squashes. That's what NBC did on Matt, about Matt Lauer. But yeah. And that's what NBC did about uh, Weinstein, too, because they didn't want to lose his advertising money. So it comes back around this way because uh, an LAPD captain tipped off CBS executives, telling them that a woman had come to the department's Hollywood station to report that Moonves allegedly assaulted her in the 1980s. I guess that was part of the beginnings of this story because that was five years ago. Uh, the unidentified LAPD captain secretly provided Moonves and CBS executives with status updates on the LAPD investigation for months, as well as personal details about the alleged accuser. This police captain was friendly with CBS executives because he had been part of Moonves. Oh, here it is again. Security detail for the Grammy Awards. See, now that's a rich guy, but he had to have LAPD security detail. We got to pay for that. No, I sound like you. Huh? Well, was, it the, was this guy working as private security? Uh, a lot of cops work private security. He may have been off-duty yeah. hired. It just says security detail for the Grammy Awards for nearly a decade. 
Yeah, I don't know how that works when they have these events. Because I know when they have these events, LAPD does go there. They often pay these officers overtime yeah. to cover these well, types no, of they, events. But I don't know if they're personal security. They're just covering the there, venue. There's some cops that fill all their uh, empty hours and empty days with private security work. They do. Yeah, and they make a lot of money. And often when they get to retire, you know, at 50 or 55, they get full time into private security, and they're getting a full pension, and they're getting a full private security salary. Yeah. So the goal here, as you like to say, John, let's wait three days. Well, they wanted this to take more than that. More than seven months went by before the public became aware of the allegations against Moonvis. And uh, this was a lawsuit. This is like a civil situation. So Paramount Global announced that uh, they and Moonves had agreed to pay the New York Attorney General's office $9.75 million to resolve lingering shareholder claims over the company's handling. I guess the company's based in New York. Is that why the lawsuit came out of uh, Yeah, because uh, pa- pa- Paramount, with all the media mergers, I guess Paramount right. is the parent company now. Right. The Attorney General announced that overall CBS and Moonves will pay 30 million dollars and most of the money will go to the cbs shareholders all this because obviously when this story did break all this so he could have regular orgasms they got to spend tens of millions of dollars yeah to cover his needs i know he went away but there wasn't a criminal case against him was there no i don't think there was no no no. No. there's just a lot of civil settlements uh yeah so she claims that they tried to silence victims and they lied to the public and they misled investors uh, yeah, because it's a publicly traded company. So that was their problem here. And I guess rather than take this to trial, they agreed to well, settle. You can't take it to trial when it's true. What are you going to do? And it's only going to Well, cost they could argue more. that we didn't suppress it. How dare you say that? The story got out when it got out. We did nothing to yeah. try to keep this from the public. Yeah. But well, that uh, might not fly. Except when... eventually somebody will flip that cop and. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at that. The company does have an insurance provider that will resolve a separate $14.75 million class action lawsuit. Oh, there you go. You always wondered that. You said, would insurance cover any of these payouts for these Me Too things? Yeah, often they do. I don't know if you can get it personal harassment insurance. Right. But companies get umbrella policies that cover every conceivable offense that their employees can commit because it's really, to me, it's ridiculous to make a company responsible for what some idiot employee does. I've never really understood that. Yes. And, but in this case, they're saying that the company uh, used its leverage with uh, well, in, connected people to try to keep the story quiet in for that as long case, as possible. Yes, they should be liable. Uh, he, he was actually fired in September of 2018, Moonvis. So, so what does he do every day? Just uh, entertain? I'm sure he still has a lot of money, and I'm sure he's still... Uh, Just entertaining himself? Do we? Like when that urge uh, comes, what, what does he do? Where does he go? All right, we got more coming up. <laughs> There's your answer. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
The day before the election, Monday, November 7th, our 5 o'clock hour is the hour of candidates. A quick reminder that you're running for anything or you know somebody that is, that's the time to call the show, the 800 number, 5 o'clock next Monday, and you get 30 seconds to make your pitch to our vast audience about why you should be elected to whatever it is you're running for. Not before then, Monday, 5 o'clock hour. The Moist Line is back in two days. We're that close already. Leave a message using the iHeartRadio app. The microphone icon is your way to do that. Call the toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. I didn't read the whole thing, but the El Segundo Times put out another one of those stories yesterday that climate change is accelerating. California's in great peril. But I found this story Was instead. Was it uh, just accelerating in California? I did not read the story. Did you not hear what I just said? I just read the headline. I know. So, I, that's a question I had, though. What is the question? <laughs> I saw the headline. I didn't read the story either because I'm boycotting L.A. Times climate change stories. Yeah, I am too. But actually. I saw the headline, and the headline made it sound like the climate change was only happening in California. I think they wanted to to actually focus on the effect oh, on California, okay. I All think. Right. I don't know. I didn't read it. Well, actually, but I did read this Associated Press story, uh, and it's always fun to talk about John Cobalt because it is, because that's what they called him in high school. Was it high school or grade school? Oh, all along the way. Okay. Still to this day, people oh. don't know how to pronounce the name. Oh, I th- but they don't do it to tease you. Oh, they did I that thought- too. Yeah, in school they did that. They teased you with cobalt. Yeah, Somebody right. put in a number to it, right? Not, not th- yeah, not that I cared, but. Oh, okay. You cobalt always- 19, was it? Cobalt 42? Cobalt 60. I don't know why he picked 60. <laughs> okay. And I don't know what that little worm is doing now, but probably not much. So the focus by many nations of the world on going with like electric vehicles and all sorts of renewable energy sources has led to a scramble for, well, metals like copper and cobalt. And some are saying, you know, it's eventually going to strip the copper and cobalt from the land. And it's also it could be devastating to the environment. So somebody said, well, you know what? Most of the world is water and deep seas let's go digging down there for cobalt copper and other precious minerals and that has led to a real concern particularly among those who study the oceans although a lot of them say in this story we really don't know what's at the very deep bottom of the oceans and we could be causing a lot of problems if we go mining down there and just start stripping everything out there's got to be a lot of good stuff because the oceans are 70 percent of the planet they are and they're vastly unexplored. Right. So uh, there's, the there's ocean floors. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a lot of great stuff, but it's going to be ex- enormously expensive to. Uh, oh, yeah. To get down there. To explore it and, and then to build the infrastructure to, to dig up the minerals and take them thousands of feet up to the surface. I, it I, says I, here mining companies are actually saying that mining from the seabed instead of land is cheaper and has less of an impact. That's what they're arguing. Of now, course they, could they just would. be saying that because they want to get it, whatever's there. <laughs> Have they said, ever you know, said... It wouldn't be like clearing the rainforest or destroying cultural sites well, is what they're saying. In or, other words, it's not... Some... Or using children to be minors like they do in some countries. It's, it's not something we can see. So we're, we're not going to know what kind of damage goes on down there. Right. See, what, what ups- I And I, I figured out, it took me a while... People only get upset by something they see. That's why crime stories with video have a greater impact than crime stories without video. 
If you oh, see yeah, stuff with your own, so that's like that's why gas prices drive people crazy because they see them all the time right. when they drive that, around. That's a great example, right? Yeah. There, there's other stuff that has also gone up considerably, but it's stuff that people don't buy very often, and the price is not is not apparent. Right. So um, based on that, I could see why the mining companies would love to go down in the ocean, even if they don't have any practical way of of making the mines work right now. It's like, well, let's go down there and uh, then we'll see what happens. Uh, you're and, right. And Less people, than 1% of the world's deep ocean waters have been explored. Experts say it'll be expensive, technical, and time-consuming. It's dead. known that the ocean stores more carbon than the Earth's atmosphere, plants, and soil. And scientists are still finding new species during rare exploration trips. And, and, and speaking of being able to see, I would love all these uh, pious, self-righteous uh, electric car owners and green energy fanatics. They should all be put on a plane. Uh, and taken to the Congo and get to watch all the women and children in forced slavery. They're, they're, they're in enforced slavery by their uh, Chinese uh, supervisors in these uh, cobalt mines in the Congo. That's really what's going on. I saw a documentary on this a few years ago. It's pretty horrifying. But the you women wonder in- why that's not a bigger story if that's so true because— uh- It is true. A lot of these progressive media outlets love, uh, you know, stories of people being exploited. I know, but in in the hierarchy of their religion, right now, the climate, Mother Earth being uh, defiled is more important. And they're willing to sacrifice uh, anonymous poor people in Africa. Oh, I see. Even anonymous poor children in Africa. Now, one activist put together a pretty compelling documentary. And and I've done some reading on it, and it's true. The Chinese... Uh, bought most of the cobalt mines in the Congo, and they run them, and they have, apparently the supervisors have no regard to employee safety at all. And people are getting killed and maimed all the time, and nobody cares. Well, then then this would be their argument. We're going to stop doing mining on land and using child labor, and we're going to just dig down deep in the ocean, where I doubt they can use the children, because it's probably more technically involved. and may be a lot of machinery, actually, I would assume. It's, you know, to be it's, mining the ocean. It's funny how human nature is. Like it's like you know LeBron James complaining about uh, oppression when um, you know his uh, sneakers come from China and and those sneakers are manufactured by child slaves. <laughs> so it, it, you know every everybody everybody picks and chooses what they're morally offended by. Yes. And there's really no consistency to the beliefs. It's you know just whatever pays is better that day. So most of the, and I guess they actually do give licenses for this, although a lot of it can be unregulated. The first exploration license was issued in the early 2000s, and most of the activity is concentrated, oh, not that far from us, what they call the Clarion-Clipperton Fracture Zone, 1.7 million square miles between Hawaii and Mexico. At least 17 of 31 licenses have been issued for this zone. And wow. The depths of this exploration, they're down there 13,000 to 19,000 feet trying to mine the minerals out of the bottom of the ocean there. That's... Yeah, that's... When you think about how much they found in land and the the, the ocean floors are so unexplored, there probably is a lot of good stuff down there. Oh, yeah. It's got to be, just mathematically. It's it's more than two-thirds of the... uh... Uh, because here's the problem. They think there's going to be a six-fold increase in demand for minerals by 2050 because of all the craze over electric vehicles and renewables. And that's why there's this rush to get cobalt, aluminum, nickel. These are some of the things they're looking to harvest. There's actually one tiny island 
northeast of Australia, which is happy for the mining. It's called uh, Nauru because they think they're at risk of climate change, that uh, mm. the water will just overwhelm their island. So they're happily uh, asking for companies to come and explore for the minerals because if it could lessen the impact on, on uh, well, their nation. Actually, they, they want to charge the mining companies probably. Oh, they probably do want to make fees. some yeah. want to <laughs> make some money. I don't know. If you, really, if you really thought your island is going to get overwhelmed by uh, water, maybe you all would be uh, building a, a big boat and uh, float on out of there to some other island. Uh, until that one sinks. Right. Just keep moving just keep from moving. island to island. All right, uh, we got uh, more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. Oh yeah, our wonderful, talented, on top of the governor. I guess he sat down for a long interview with the network CBS, mm-hmm. and they've been releasing it in parts. Oh, I know you can't wait for this at three oh five. He's asked again: Are you running for president now or ever? That's why he sat down for the interview. Mr. Definitive. How come he he, he's, he he needs national attention? His name recognition is not very high on the East Coast. No, it is not. Right. Uh, so, he tried to make a dent in Florida. He actually went and visited there. But yeah, he's, he's already campaigning. And he's already lying about campaigning. I don't think you collect millions of emails and phone numbers if you don't have big future political plans. And apparently he's built this digital empire. Right. Where he's all set to uh, launch something. I know. Right. He's, oh, he's, he's, he, he's been a liar from the beginning. Yep. Yeah. So and, now. And he has this very sarcastic way of just saying, oh, really? No, I have no interest. Why are you asking me this? He thinks he's so, he's so flippant and so cocky. Yeah, because that something he, is bound to take him down at some point. Because I don't think he ever got challenged in his life. I don't think he's ever had to deal with real criticism and and uh, real negative comment. But I he's had he, adversity because of that affair he had. And then he had, uh, I guess, a substance abuse yeah, problem but by then, or something. But by then it was too late. You know what his childhood was like. You know what his adolescence was like. Oh, yes. Yeah. He grew up around wealthy people. Rich boy. His father good, was connected to the Gettys. Rich boy, good looking. Uh, Gettys providing him with millions of dollars to set up his uh, stupid uh, plump whack uh, winery. And plump whack? Plump whack. Isn't that the name? No, it's plump jack. Oh, plump jack. <laughs> I like plump whack, though. Well, one letter off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> that no, he he's had this gilded life. Yeah, he's right. this golden boy, and you know, guys like that are really spoiled. They're really soft. They don't get criticized. He's, he's calculating, and what he thinks he sees as his opening is the mm-hmm. fact that no one's on the offensive at the Democrat Party. No one's taking on these Republicans and sticking it back in their face with what we know is the truth. That's his angle. Hey, you guys he thinks to... that Biden's timid. He thinks most of the Democrats are not doing enough to fight the DeSantis's and the Trumps. I'm going to be that guy. That's it, what he thinks is his opening. Isn't he amazing is. with what he's done to California with his record? It is pretty weird. Is it, I mean, and I think we're going to find out next Tuesday that the country's rejecting that. Yeah. Because that's part of the reason people are going to vote is, against a lot of these Democrats and the Biden people because they don't want to go in this direction. He, he represents all the bad stuff that people are going to reject. Maybe that's what's making him crazy. Like, this is not his moment here. But it's funny you said that. We'll listen to the audio clip coming up after the news. 
at three o'clock. Well, there was a story a couple of weeks ago that the the L.A. Unified School District was definitely losing enrollment big time. Clearly, the lockdown didn't help. Some people just gave up. Maybe they're homeschooling their kids or they moved their kids to private schools or they just moved away. That's one element of this. So to battle this, the district has announced, this is actually, when I heard this this morning, I, I thought it was a parody. Born to learn. They're going to try to go to places where people are having babies and campaign to bring their children into LA Unified. It's all about early childhood development needs. They actually have a, what a title. <laughs> like they care. <laughs> the Senior Executive Director for Strategy and Innovation. No, but they need enrollment, John, to keep money coming in. I, I know, so, but that, uh, that's, right. that's exactly right. That's the only reason they care is they want the enrollment Oh, dwindling enrollment in. hurts but, them. But they actually clearly don't care if anybody learns anything. Because it's the whole school system is the worst disaster in America. Well, but the money is what pays the salaries and the benefits. So if they continue to get dwindling enrollment, they're going to find their future limited. So this new superintendent, uh, Alberto Carvalho, announced this plan. And as I said, this guy, Derek Chow, LAUSD Senior Executive Director for Strategy and Innovation. How'd you like that on your little business card? Sounds I'm like a director for strategy and innovation. Those are those are the BS titles. That a yeah, lot of, the buzzwords. Yeah, right. yeah. When you have a business card full of buzzwords, it's like you're not you're superfluous. You're not needed. You have a fake job. So they want to uh, uh, impact upon these new parents that your child can start learning from an early age. So I, what does this mean? They're going to start having classes for three months olds, or they're going to screw them up at three months. <laughs> <laughs> They already don't know how to. They don't know how to count when they're sixteen. So I, what's going to change here? <laughs> All right. So they don't know how to count at three months. You don't need a program so, for that. So when they find out from the hospitals that there's been a newborn in L.A., uh-huh. they're going to send them a package, a welcome package, oh, resembling man. a wooden alphabet block that contains items including pamphlets yeah. on child development information on schooling options, and blankets embroidered with LAUSD. This is how they're spending their money. Oh, man. If I got one of those packages, I'd set it on fire. You'd throw it back that's out my, That's my tax money. That's it's a partnership that's, with the hospitals. It's a waste. You know what this is? They got a lot of bad publicity because they closed the schools for 16 months, and, and the, the kids' education went to hell. And the scores came out, and the scores were horrible. So they're trying to change the subject with a cheap press conference. They're, they're going to send a package. Most parents are going to throw the package in the garbage. Maybe they'll keep the blanket, and uh, this program will come to nothing. Yeah, they. It, 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 it's just typical BS. They do have some sort of early education you, school or you, program. You I know, don't know, but they saw a, like a one percent drop in enrollment. You know, it's just it's hysterical. Every year for decades. All the testing scores come out. They always suck really bad. Always. They don't get any better. And uh, the next year is the same story. And clearly, nobody cares. And I wonder what, what do you think they say behind closed doors? Like, if you could drop a recorder the way they uh, recorded uh, Nuri Martinez and Cedillo and uh, DeLeon. What do you think these people are really saying behind closed doors? Do, do you think they think the teachers are incompetent boobs do they think the uh, families are hopelessly dysfunctional? 
that the kids are dumb as rocks. What do you think they say behind closed doors? I think you filled it in nicely. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what they do. Somebody's got somebody's got to tr- drop a tape recorder in one of those. Uh, it's hopeless, of... but we got to keep this going because it pays. <laughs> well, the, it's a good the racket. Bills. What's that exactly. guy Carvalho make? How many? He makes six figures. I wonder how much. Uh, he yeah, yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Right. But uh, Just, he's new, so he's trying his hand at something. It's all, a, it's all a racket. He had one of these a few weeks ago yeah, because um, the first week of school, they discovered a lot of people weren't showing up. Showing a lot of kids. Up, right. So yeah. he was going door to door. Oh, that's right. He did. <laughs> Knocking on, on TV. Doors. And, of course, he had a uh, he, he had a stenographer from the L.A. Times follow him around and write down everything he said to, to, the, to the mothers. Uh, explain it. And, and so the whole world could know that – this, this uh, superintendent is different. He's trying hard to change things. Okay. All right. When we come back, uh, Dippity Doo was asked again if he's running for president. Plus, you know, he lies and exaggerates and is a great example, actually coming from a progressive media outlet, that when Newsom ran for governor, we're going to build three and a half million new homes in the state. That'll help solve the housing crisis. Uh, that's nowhere near happened almost four years later. John and Ken KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom.